Your Story with Melinda Estabrooks, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Listen for new episodes every Monday and subscribe to the podcast at faithstrongtoday.com. Our stories have the power to connect us, to inspire us, and give us courage. On Your Story with Melinda, your story matters. Welcome back to another show on Your Story with Melinda, and I am thrilled to have my guest Laura Harris-Smith with me via Skype from Nashville, Tennessee. Laura Harris-Smith is, listen to this, this is a good one, a certified nutritional counselor. She's also a playwright, a poet, actress, and media dynamo. And I have never heard all of those words in one sentence, so we're going to have to hear from her all about that. She and her husband Chris founded and pastor Eastgate Creative Christian Fellowship in Nashville, Tennessee, and she has six children, and she looks fabulous. Lori Harris-Smith, welcome to the show. Hi, Melinda. Hi, Canada. Yay. And also, <laughs> she has just written a book, The 30-Day Faith Detox, Renew Your Mind, Cleanse Your Body, Heal Your Spirit, a reset button for your body, mind, and spirit. And I can't wait to get into this to talk to you more about this. And just like I said, I'm getting married in October, Laura. Congratulations. Thank you. And I might just have to get into this and do a detox as I get ready. So I'm pretty excited to have you on. And um <laughs> It's good that you're uh, escaping from Nashville, Tennessee. How are things there? We love Nashville here. Beautiful. Really? It's beautiful this morning. Oh, yeah. It's really beautiful. We had a nice long spring. We yeah. have three months of, we have very, you know, four even seasons. So yeah. just when you're tired of spring, here comes summer. And just when the three months of hot summer is done, you've got three beautiful months of a cool fall. So heating up here right now. Amazing. <laughs> Well, listen, I want to get into the book, but before we get into the book and the contents, because you've got some really thoughtful ideas, things I really want to talk to you about, especially being a follower of, of Jesus in regards to sort of this holistic living, how to do it well, to write a book like this, a detox book, there has to be some story prior oh, yeah. to this where oh, yeah. you were like, you felt that you you had to write a book like this. Yeah. <laughs> talk to me about you. I mean, here you are, a mom of six. You're a pastor of a church. Yeah. You're a poet. You're a playwright. You're a media dynamo. And and you look great. And so how did it all start? What's the beginning for you, Laura, above you finding Jesus, your faith, and how your story ended up having you write this book? Well, I grew up in a Christian environment. And, um, you know, I actually was, gosh, I was saved at age 10. And so I I grew up in that environment. I'm a farmer's daughter. I'm a Mm -hmm. farmer's granddaughter. We actually ate pretty healthy, yeah. you know, as you just described my king size life. Uh, as I got into my adult years, convenience became an issue with, you know, we began eating more processed foods. And yet I was stacking on top of that all of these hats <laughs> and jobs, which I love. My dad used to always tell me, baby, everything started with baby, baby. Okay. Find something you love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. And so I did and did a lot of it from home. And so, you know, the hours just, uh, gosh, I'd work 16-hour days, sometimes 20-hour days. I would get four to five hours sleep a night. I didn't even feel exhausted. I had heard things like, well, some people can just do that. Albert Einstein did that. He got four hours sleep a night. So I kind of wore it like a badge, you know. Mm. And then uh, as I got into, gosh, I guess it was my mid-40s, 
I just started noticing it when I would go to the doctor. My blood tests, my labs were coming back really off. My cholesterol was shooting up. My thyroid was slowing down. My blood sugar, after a lifetime of being normal or even even really low blood sugar, I was pre-diabetic. I was still a size four, you know, five, mm-hmm. five foot two. Like nothing made sense. I didn't really look unhealthy on the outside. But I would be on the treadmill, you know, at the gym and my heart would really start palpitating and I'd check my heart rate and everything seemed fine. It just nothing made sense. Mm-hmm. So I went to, back to the doctor. I had one last test that actually was a fluke. They weren't even going to do it. Nothing's accidental. It was providential. Yeah. And it was to test my adrenals, uh, my adrenals and my cortisol. And of course, adrenaline is that hormone that you need uh, when you need to put two people on your back and run out of a burning building. Mm -hmm. You know, cortisol is the hormone that calms you down in times of stress. Mm -hmm. And as pastors, I did not know this, but as pastors, you know, we deal with a lot of other people's stress. And one of the things that my doctor told me was that your adrenals don't know the difference between like if you're experiencing something, you're listening to someone's story and you're stressed out with them or I get angry at the wife who didn't do what we told her to do four times and we're now in that fifth counseling session and she hasn't made any progress. Or listen, even just watching a scary movie or an action movie, if you're doing too much of that, your adrenals don't know if it's your stress or someone else's stress Mm. and they process it and you're going to need the cortisol to calm you down. Well, I was out of both. I had no adrenaline, hardly any cortisol, hardly. And I was in what they call adrenal exhaustion, adrenal burnout. Some people call it adrenal fatigue. The Addison's, the medical, the traditional medical community will call it Addison's disease. John F. Kennedy had Addison's. And it has been said that had he not been assassinated, he would have been dead in a year no uh, because way. it was so bad. Wow. And so, you know, I was told make changes or die. Uh, stage four is when all your organs shut down. And I was in stage three, which explained why all of my organs were going awry. Mm-hmm. So I did. I had to make drastic changes. I went on total bed rest. Our beloved church took care of us and brought me meals. And I remember just telling them, this gal who set up the meal, she'd say, well, just, uh, you know, tell us what you want. Do you need organic? And I would say, no, I'll, I've got to eat that for me. But that's going to be really too much for people to fix. Why don't you just have them just feed my family? I'll take care of me. Just give them mm-hmm. anything yeah. and I'll take care of She said, no. This is Faye, my friend Faye. No, if you're going to eat like this, the whole church is going to learn to eat like this. And wow. we're going to learn to prepare these foods for you and your family. And we're going to get healthy with you. Yeah. And they did. And we all did. Uh, and now, so Laura, interestingly just, enough. Yeah. I just want to yeah. insert, though, what's interesting is so you're out. The church has rallied for you, which yeah. I actually love. Yeah. I want to pause on that because yeah. I think that's really an important point. Because a is. lot of times when we're out... There have been stories and people have experienced where the church hasn't rallied or supported, right? It's kind of like, yeah. yeah, you know, it's your problem. We're busy. We got to do our thing. Right. And I know you're the pastor, but what was that like to see the body of Christ rally and really help you oh. as you got through this? You know, Melinda, it was like I was cashing in all my chips. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd been there for them for decades of Christian ministry, this particular church that we planted 12 years ago, and I had given everything to it like a child. And so I really learned who my real friends were, the people who came and sat on my bed, uh, the people who 
you know, I mean, I mean, I had brought communion to shut-ins, you know, and so I really learned uh, who the people were that cared about me, the people who came and cleaned my house. Mm-hmm. I don't like anybody cleaning my house, yeah. you know, I like to keep it spit spot clean and I don't want anybody seeing it dirty. And so uh, there were humbling moments for me, but to see how the body came together and then they had ownership in Mm -hmm. my healing. And and I want to say this, we are a church that believes in the healing power of God. We pray for miracles. We see miracles and God's done miracles in my own body, like instant stuff, but he required me to cooperate with him on this. And in doing so, of course, now I see it gave birth to a whole ministry and it gave birth to a healthier church. So I just want to say, you know, in the middle of that, I was actually in a book contract with Baker Publishing and I was um, writing another book, Seeing the Voice of God, which is about dreams, which interestingly enough, I was having to interview sleep study doctors. So God was using work to make me study sleep because it was work that was keeping me from sleeping. Yeah. I just had this sneaky feeling that because I was going to have, you know, another book with them, that God was going to require me to write about this down the road. So once I got off of bed rest, it was about three months later, wow. everything was restored. Mm-hmm. Um, I I decided to go back to nutrition school and get my certification. I felt like I owed it to my readers to do more than just, mm-hmm. oh, this is what helped me, although that was a huge chunk of what's in the book. Yeah, I just felt like I needed to know the workings of how God made each vegetable, each fruit, why it's the color it is, what that does for which organ. Mm -hmm. And so the book really, um, it's a book on faith, but it does deal with it with a three-prong approach. And I do try to really educate the reader physically on what they can do to keep their body detoxed. I love that. And I love what you just said as you um, were saying that when we are down and the body, the church, our sisters, brothers help us, there is something, I notice this, because when I went through a very difficult depression and when I went through very difficult times in my life, I have very good things and great things to say about the church. When people respond out of love and not judgment and grace. Right. But I remember thinking to myself, as people were helping me, cleaning my house, which I hated, giving me food, which because I felt so weak because I'm, you know, I'm this strong, fierce woman. Like I'm, yeah. I do it and all of a sudden I'm out. Mm-hmm. And somebody did say, Melinda, thank you for allowing me to serve you. Yes. And I went, yes. wait a second. No, wait. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean allow you to serve me? Like, I, I'm thinking to myself, no, thank you. And they're like, no, no, no. I want you to understand for you to give me the opportunity mm-hmm. to serve you and help you is actually in me. It's doing something in me because yeah. I, I don't do this or I don't, I never have the opportunity to do it. And I'm like, oh, come on. They're like, no, I, I never have the opportunity to actually help somebody and serve them. So thank you for that, right? So true. So oh, yeah. I was, my ear, this has been. <laughs> I'm doing it too here. I know, you noticed that? These earbuds, both <laughs> of us. Um, so I, I just think that's a beautiful, you know, thing to say that, you know, in that you can kind of like flip it and in those places where we're down, it is a place where actually people have the opportunity of ownership to, to help and and to see it that way makes it a little bit easier <laughs> than feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm useless and I'm weak and I can't do anything, right? <laughs> so that's that's really, that's great and beautiful picture of the church really, you know, rallying around and then actually motivating you and inspiring you to then write a book and get mm-hmm. into nutrition. How cool. Yeah, yeah that's exactly how Yeah. It well, let's talk about this, the book, The 30 Day Faith Detox. I want to go with the three points here because I think these are really important, especially for me learning too, because this was as I was perusing through this and I was on your website 
and I signed up for the 30 Day Faith Detox, watched some of your videos. I want to go through this of what, uh, just sort of your definitions and what you would say about this. But when you say the first one, renew your mind yeah. as a follower of Jesus, what does what does that mean? What does that really mean? Because we, we say that a lot. Oh, we need to renew our mind. We read the scriptures. Yeah. But what does that really mean to renew our mind? Well, your mind, the battlefield of the mind. Yeah. Uh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Yeah. And so I often find that when people are having toxic thoughts about themselves, mm-hmm. about other people, you know, bitterness, that type thing, it is going to show up in their bodies. It's going to show up, gosh, in their speech. Yeah. And the power of life and death is in our tongue. And so, you know, what winds up happening is that your body then uh, follows your mind. And I just think we have done a really good job in the church over the last, gosh, probably two decades mm-hmm. um, of really under helping people understand spiritual warfare. Okay. So what's going on in our spirit and even this emotional warfare, because you see Christian counselors popping up everywhere. And, you know, so I think we've done a, a good job with the both of those. It's the physical warfare. It's the bodily warfare that we've we've just not done a good job mm-hmm. uh, of advertising you know that we've got to quit putting ammunition in the enemy's gun we have to get healthy but because they're so interconnected mm-hmm. yes the mind the things we keep to ourselves privately they really can affect your spirit and your body. So what kinds of things, like, I mean, I, you know, you think about a day, and I know that in your book you talk a lot about, wow, you know, every day as we walk around, the media infiltration, you know, the the billboards, all of those yeah. things impact us. And it's funny because yeah. as I was reading that in your book, I'm like, I was thinking about a day and all the things that I do, my Facebook, where I drive, and I never yeah. really thought about the peripheral yeah. things around me actually can have an impact into my oh, yeah. brain through my oh, eyes. Yeah, we're sponges. Yeah. Talk yeah. to about that because I didn't realize the power of that and how that really can impact yeah. my own, my mind and my body, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, media, social media. Yeah. Uh, gosh, you pull up to a stop sign and the billboard changes three times. I mean, we have the attention span of gnats now. <laughs> uh, and so you've got all of these, you're just inundated constantly uh, with visual images. Think about the pop-ups on your computer when you're just browsing for one thing and then here comes three more. Um, I, so, you know, there is no doubt that we have to stay on course, stay focused. Um, and you know, obviously there are things that are going to happen even like in motherhood. I am an avid multitasker. I can do 20,000 things at one time. So I'm not talking about staying focused as in doing one thing at a time. Mm. I'm talking about not letting negative forces come and steal your focus off of God, off of your purpose on this earth, and off of taking care of your body so that you can accomplish it. I want you to just think about when God created man, what did he do? First of all, he plopped us right down the middle of a garden. But he said, you know, let us make man in our image. So the Trinity was already hard at work there. He was admitting in creation, we are made in three parts. He is three parts. I'm going to make this guy three parts. Mm -hmm. So we can't segregate the three. That's interesting. Um, And the minute we start to do that, we get in trouble. We're treating one third of ourselves if we just go to Christian counseling when something happens. But we eat horribly and we never pray. Or if we only pray... And we never let our, you know, our emotions be healed from this situation. 
or we never take care of our bodies. Um, you know, if you want to be whole, you've got to treat all three. Yeah, no, that's good. And so renew your mind. What kind of tips would you say, maybe one or two, what does that look like? I mean, so when we renew our mind, it's like, is it praying throughout the day? Is it reading things? Like what practically? Well, can I tell you how I accomplished it in the book? Yeah. Because that's the platform. Yeah. Okay. On a 30 day platform. And I did that specifically because Mm -hmm. I felt like if I could get people to just invest one month in themselves. uh, And some people do say that, like I'm going to a month from my wedding or a month from my 50th birthday or a month from whatever. And they can, you know, chew that. So in that 30 days, I decided that, well, at the church where we pastor, Eastgate Creative Christian Fellowship in Nashville, I started Mm -hmm. noticing five areas when people would come up to the altar for prayer, five categories that their prayer requests fell into. And one was their finances. One was their health. One was their social influences, the things going on in the world around them. Uh, One is their relationships. And another one would be their personal identity. Okay, Mm -hmm. in their purpose in life. So I broke the 30 days down into spending six days each on those five categories. So basically what happens is and keep in mind, it is a book on faith uh, because, you know, without faith, you're not even a Christian. Mm -hmm. I mean, it took faith to become a Christian. So the enemy comes after your faith. So when you go through a crisis you know, any, I call them faith toxins. It might be a divorce. It might be a chronic illness that has really stretched out. And you're like, God, come on, throw me a bone. I've prayed 40,000 times about this. Where, where is my answer? Uh, Those things chip away at your faith and it's why the enemy intends for it to. Mm -hmm. So basically what we do is I just created 30 devotionals with these 30 universal faith toxins, things we all go through or have had someone else go through it around us and it greatly impacted us. Mm -hmm. And then you wake up every day and the first thing we do is we turn our attention to your spirit. Let's say we're talking about a failed relationship or you've been rejected in some way. Um, Then you're going to wake up, you're going to do your devotional and it's going to tether you to the word of God. It's going to keep you in a perspective that God would have about the situation. Or if you're already through it, It's going to let you see, how did I do? Did I come Mm -hmm. out of it, you know, with a clean spirit? And then we're going to turn our attention to your mind, to your emotions. And there are healing prayers, to answer your question, there are healing prayers that we go over. Let's say in that failed relationship, you dealt with betrayal or, you know, grief, Mm -hmm. um, anger. You got to pray, you got to confront those because those are toxic in your body and in your spirit. So we'll pray through those. And then we'll turn our attention to your body and we'll do it. A correlating body detox. So, of course, when we're on relationship section, we are dealing with the heart. We're cleansing the the physical heart and the cardiovascular system and the circulatory system. And I'm really, I'm really pleased uh, about this work. That by the end of the 30 days, you will have cleansed all 15 major body systems for a total body detox. Amazing. You know, Laura. Here's what's interesting, especially as you know, follower of Jesus in the church, we yeah. tend to always, I mean, obviously, focus on our spiritual health. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's always about our yeah. spiritual health and, and yes, mental health. But we never hear much about the whole body, soul, and mind. Like yeah. that's why I love this. It's renew your mind, cleanse your body, which you have very, very practical things mm-hmm. um, for us to do. And as you look in here and on your like videos, you know, how to make, I love these things, how to make the bright skin blend, the smoothie, you know, like the yummy tummy trimmer smoothie. Like I love those, right? And I've then got you mine have, right here. Oh. <laughs> and then you have heal your spirit. Yeah. But imagine the church or teachings that are geared that way. Because I don't think I've ever heard, you know, too many people from the pulpit talking about that holistic. 
mm-hmm. a way of living. Yeah. We kind of we, we kind of devoid our body. Have you noticed that? It's like oh yeah. Let's do oh yeah. Let's do spiritual and emotional, and then our body's sort of like here for whatever you know, like and, go on a diet, but you know, go over to that organization to get it done. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, it's, and it's like when you're doing that, your goal is usually weight loss. Yeah, it is. It's weight loss. Yeah. And so I actually was super surprised. I hate to admit it, but I was surprised that the people that were contacting me and saying how much weight they have lost with this, because I pack so much protein into it. It's not muscle loss and I pack so much liquid into it. So it's not water loss. And I've had people telling me that they're losing 10, 15, 20, 24 pounds was our, was one amount. And then, then, then there was one obese man who lost, I'm not kidding you. I go to church with him. I know him. 49 pounds in the 30 days. No way. And the reason, the reason I, I'm convinced is because you're dealing with your mind, your spirit, and your body. Because if you try to do any, like, you're not reaching for the same comfort foods anymore. Right. You're not reaching for food, period, when you should be either praying or, you know, serving somebody else or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and not just stuffing food in your mouth. So I, you know, I get really excited at the weight loss, but it's not a weight loss book. Uh, that is, however... People get it backwards. And the really the only thing you hear in Christian circles about is weight loss and go on this diet and it's not going to last. So I educate the reader in this on, you know, what colored foods match which organ. All all colors benefit all organs. But I'm Mm -hmm. saying if you specifically um, you have some lung issues, you know, you need to be uh, eating some purples and they have that red lycopene in it and the blue anthocyanin. Those phytonutrients together, red and blue, are going to make your purple foods. And those are great for your lungs. So yeah. I try to educate them so that on day 31 and beyond, they're not going to stop this lifestyle. And that is why just now, five months into the book and two printings, we've already had to go into our second printing. People are keeping the weight off That's because awesome. it's become That's, a, a yeah. detox lifestyle. So here's the thing, just what you said, it is a lifestyle choice though. You know, I I think in a culture and society, we're always like, fix it, do it quickly, you know, let's get the results, you know, fast weight loss and go on. But, but I think that more and more, you know, even in, in my own Christian faith, I've been a Christian for, you know, my whole life, except for my little prodigal daughter moment in my teen years, (laughs) I like to say, (laughs) um, it is a choice to change. It is a choice to have a healthy lifestyle. And, and a lot of times we don't want to do it because it's like we're afraid of failure, we're perfectionists or right. whatever stops us. What would you say to encourage, you know, my listeners and viewers to say, because I think every single one of us, if we were really honest and confronted our own selves, we'd say, I, I need to work on renewing my mind. Like my mind is filled with garbage. Mm-hmm. Second, even I need to cleanse my body. I I could be obese or overweight, or I just don't feel good about myself. I think any of no us energy. could say that. No yeah. energy. Like, and even that's one of the motivations for me. But, and then I think the idea of the heal your spirit too, that I'm learning so much, Laura, for me that we're all, it's the three parts are so interconnected that if one is not doing well, it's obviously it's going to impact your, your spirit, your relationship, your, you know, your body, everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think, what would you say as far as encouragement uh, to somebody who's right, who knows it, it just isn't yeah. willing to go there yet oh. or wants to, but is really afraid. Listen, a lot of people give me this excuse. I can't commit to it because then I have to be accountable to do it. And there is this fear, which is the opposite of faith. Yeah. Okay. 
there's this fear that they're not going to follow through. Then they'll be embarrassed. Then they'll be rejected. I'm like, this is why you need the book. You know, <laughs> we've got to deal with all these fears that you have that keep you from progressing. The other thing that I hear is it's probably too difficult. I work full time. I can't do this. So people need to know about me that I hate the kitchen. Actually, I'm in my kitchen right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Because I had to raise six kids and hate to cook. Um, gosh, I mean, I was preparing at one point 24 plates of food a day oh, for years and years and years me. of my life. I don't life. cook either. And that's a nightmare. I, well, then I can assure you <laughs> that you're not in the kitchen a lot for this because number one, I wouldn't do that to people. Number two, they would not be able to make it a lifestyle. Right. So we took our entire church through this for Lent. And, um, and it was really exciting to hear families doing it together and telling me this wasn't hard to do. It was easier and it wasn't that it was more expensive because we were just taking our same grocery budget and spending it on different aisles. We were just shopping in different aisles and leaving all the dead food, which is what's in the boxes and bags in the middle of your store, and shopping around the peripheral where all the, where all the plugs are, you know, that hold your living foods. Mm-hmm. And if you can stick to that, you're going to be so much healthier. So I think, I think those two reasons. People say, I can't commit because then I'll have to be accountable and I'm afraid I won't. Or... I don't think I can do it because it's too hard. I've really addressed both of those issues and I've yet to have anybody that has told me, and we do have a Facebook group just for, this wasn't my idea. My publisher created this Facebook group just for the group, the 30 day faith detox group. And oh my gosh, there are, there's so much support and online encouragement and pictures. I mean, you know, tons of stuff every day where people are telling each other, please hold me accountable. Ask me at five if I did this. You yeah. Know? And so you've got constant online support. Amazing. I have about a minute left, and I just want you to just talk just for a minute on that when we do a detox, when we change our lifestyle, that it really does heal your spirit. That that just yeah. it just sort of resonates. It, what, what are your last thoughts on that, Laura? Well, listen, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, uh, it talks about being blameless, body, soul, and spirit, body, mind, and spirit, because your soul your mind is your mind, your will and emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we have to be blameless. That tells us that there are some things we can do that we can be blamed for. And first Corinthians 316 says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? That's how I talk to my kids (laughs) when I'm saying, do you not know I told you to clean your room? Uh, So it's, God knows it's going to be easy for us to forget. When you're piling food, bad foods into your body, it's going to affect your mind. It's going to affect your spirit. And I'm telling you, what you are, your faith, how you think and how you relate to the Lord, that is your spirit man. That's what's going to live forever. And so I do. There are a lot of good books out there, you know, that are paper and ink. I mean, they try Mm -hmm. to, gosh, they, they maybe deal with two of these, but not all three. So I've, yes, there's the book, but then as you mentioned the videos before, Mm -hmm. I've created 30 free one of those shot from right here uh, in my kitchen to give you that extra advantage because I really do believe body, mind, and spirit. Um, you can have a reset button for your yeah. total being. Beautiful. Laura Harris-Smith, author of The 30-Day Faith Detox, Renew Your Mind, Cleanse Your Body, Heal Your Spirit. Go out and get this. Laura, where can we get this book for all those listeners and watchers? You can get it at any good store. You can get it off of my website on yeah. my online store. It's lauraharrissmith.com. Awesome. Pleasure. It was a pleasure to chat thank with you. Thank you, Melinda. You too. Yeah, I'm going to look through this, and I'm going to get ready for my wedding. Happy so thank wedding. You. That's so exciting. All right. Thanks, and have a great rest Bye. of the day in Nashville. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to Your Story with Melinda, an exclusive presentation of faithstrongtoday.com. Listen to past episodes by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes and join the conversation with Faith Strong Today on Facebook.